0: It's time for your local weekly analysis. Slow County Public Policy and the Law with your host, Stu Jenkins. The union forever, hurrah boys, hurrah, down with the traitor! Welcome to Slow County Public Policy and the Law only at K news 98.5 on your FM dial. I am your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate in their estate plans. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases. It has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional election laws and city ordinances and to enforce the voters' decisions to ban cannabis billboards on Highway 101. I've been honored to serve as elected Port San Luis Harbor Commissioner and repeatedly served as Superior Court Special Master. On slow county public policy and the law, you will hear from office holders, lawyers, and activists shaping public policies. Last week... I spoke with environmental lawyer Richard Ayers suing the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission and PG&E for Friends of the Earth. We heard why and how Mothers for Peace and Friends of the Earth alleged that extending Diablo Canyon's license as a nuclear plant violated federal law. We also had Congressman Salud Carbajal here talk about his work for you in the House of Representatives. On the Armed Services Committee, on the Agriculture Committee, and on the Infrastructure Committee. If you missed last week's show, log into the podcast of the interviews at knews985.com. That's knews985.com. Today, I am pleased to chat in our first hour with Jim Sudi, President of Friends of the Oceano Dunes, about their work to preserve access to the Oceano Beach and Dunes. In our second hour, we will speak with James Blattler who is in charge of the San Luis Obispo City Fire Department and is also the city's emergency manager. We'll find out what the city is doing and what you can do to prepare for wildfires, floods, nuclear accidents, and other disasters. But Jim Sudi is hanging on the line to talk with us, so let's hear from him. Welcome to the show, Jim.
1: Hey, Stu, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be here.
0: Well, we're glad to have you. You've you've had a connection with this county now for a long, long time. Preserving Access to the Dunes and the Beach at Oceano. But I, I like to give my listeners a little background. You're president of the Friends of uh, the Oceano Dunes. How long has that organization existed?
1: Yes, we uh, we formed this organization in May of 2001, so a little over 22 years now. So I'm the founder and president. Uh-huh. Uh, our sole purpose is to protect continued access for camping and OHV recreation out at the dunes there, the way it's been occurring for over 100 years.
0: And OHV is short for off- Road vehicle access? Off
1: highway vehicles.
0: Yes, off highway vehicles, okay. And um, one of the things that I, I think a lot of people don't understand is that the legislature has set aside a portion of the dunes and the beach for off highway vehicles, uh, haven't they?
1: Yes, yeah, so the state legislature established the OHV Act, and the Oceano Dunes was the first state vehicle recreation area set aside for this purpose, for dedicated acreage for a park to not only not only allow buffer zones, but to also allow for the camping OHV recreation. So the acreage of the Oceano Dunes SVRA is about thirty-six hundred acres, and when the park was established. 1,500 acres was set aside for camping and OHV recreation.
0: And does that include the beach as well?
1: That includes the beach area as well.
0: Okay. And um, when when did the legislature set that aside?
1: Uh, that was set aside in 1975 was when the, the uh, chappie Zeberg bill went into effect. 73, uh, excuse me. 75 was the general development plan that was put together and reviewed and approved by not only the county but the Coastal Commission. And uh, in 1982 is when the permit went into place, establishing the boundaries of the park.
0: Okay, and uh, for our listeners, uh, Jim, can you uh, give a rough description of those boundaries? Where, where basically, are we talking about?
1: So the SCRA is roughly from Pier Avenue um, South um, to just a little bit short of the, a little bit past the Osoflaco Creek in. Uh, lake area. That is the SVRA boundaries. And then the then areas are fenced off to allow camping and recreation within that uh, 3,600 acres to the 1,500 acres, which I mentioned.
0: Okay, okay. And um, I uh, my family has some ties to the city of Guadalupe, and I know they had... Uh, Uh, Their council had uh, made a resolution sometime back to suggest another access to that area from Osoflaco Lake. Um, Is that something that you're aware of?
1: That is something that I am aware of and we are constantly working on. Um, A few years back, we endeavored to work with state parks to develop what's called the Public Works Plan, the PWP. Uh And basically what we did was a, a discussion of All right, now that the park's been around for decades, if we decided to relay out the park, knowing what we know now, is there a different approach or method that we'd use? So we established this public works plan, and it basically, there's acreage down by Flaco that is owned by the state that was purchased for a campground to have camping with direct dune access. And so the PWP was going to take advantage of that, build out that campground, allow direct to access, and still allow access to the north of Oslo for OHV recreation, but still protect the southern Oslo area for um, nature hikes and bird watching and other things.
0: Uh-huh. Well, folks, in case you've tuned in late, you're just listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, and we're having a good discussion with Jim Sudi, who's president of the Friends of the Oceano Dunes. Now, Jim, the uh, reason I had you on was because uh, we've, there's been a lot of court actions uh, recently, and frankly, uh, the Friends have had to bring a number of lawsuits over the years to protect uh, the right of vehicle access to the beach and dunes. Uh, How how many lawsuits do you think the Friends have had to bring so far?
1: All said uh, over the past 22 years, if I was to guess, we've probably done uh, somewhere around 50 lawsuits. That's just a guess. We currently have um, 13 active lawsuits. And when we say that some lawsuits get... Combined with others. For instance, we just won a large lawsuit against the California Coast Commission, and that was four lawsuits of ours combined with a lawsuit of uh, uh, another organization called Ecologic. So all those were combined into one lawsuit. And so, you know, as you're well aware, and those in the, the profession know, that sometimes many of these lawsuits will be uh, held um, pending another other lawsuits that will be determined based on the determination,
0: et cetera, so there's- Jim, you're you're breaking up just a little bit. Can you make sure your phone is close to you?
1: Yep, sorry about that. That's all right. Is that better?
0: That's better. Good. Yeah, uh, many times a court will hold a lawsuit pending some other lawsuit, as you were explaining, uh, and the outcome on that one. Um, the, The one you just won in the county of San Luis Obispo I thought there were three parties uh, suing, looks like there was the Friends of the Oceano Dunes Incorporated and you had several of your lawsuits consolidated there, there was Ecologic Partners Incorporated and I, I'm not sure what that organization is, is that a ecology group or what? what are they?
1: Ecologic Partners is a conglomerate of several off-road organizations that uh, work together um, to try to protect access to critical
0: OHV areas. And the the third uh, plaintiff, it looked like, was the Specialty Equipment Market Association. Are those producers of of off-highway vehicles?
1: Yeah, uh, people more commonly know them as SEMA. Um, You know, and you hear the big SEMA car show. So SEMA and Ecologic Partners um, work hand-in-hand together. So it was our four lawsuits combined with their one lawsuit.
0: Okay, okay. And um, the the California Coastal Commission was the main defendant, but uh, oddly enough, the uh, California Department of Parks and Recreation was another defendant in the county of San Luis Obispo, and finally, Armando Quintero. Who's he?
1: Armando Quintero is the director of California State Parks.
0: Okay, okay. So in his official capacity, he was brought into the lawsuit. Um, That's correct. The the interesting thing to me was that uh, the California Parks Department, uh, according to the judge, filed a brief that said that in their, they believed that the off-highway vehicle use of the Oceano Dunes uh, State Vehicle Recreation Area has always been a resource-dependent de- use. And basically, um, they'd been put in legal and practical limbo until this litigation was uh, taken care of. Uh, so it d- didn't sound like they were opposing uh, your your lawsuit. They were just waiting for a decision. Is that was that your impression?
1: Uh, yes and no. Um, it, uh, the most difficult part of this is there's a lot of political players involved. So both the California Coastal Commission and the California State Parks roll up to the Resources Agency, which is uh, you know controls both. So you have dueling legislative bodies, California Coast Commission right. and the Coast Guard, And then the State for Recreation Act. And that's basically what this lawsuit was about was who has the authority uh, in this area. And the judge decided with us that the Coast Commission does not have the authority to uh, reclassify and or close a a beach or an S C R A.
0: And and, uh, so the court had to decide whether the Coastal Commission had more power than the legislature. Would that be a a fair assessment?
1: They were trying to...
0: Hello? Jim, uh, your last answer, we didn't get all of that.
1: I apologize. So the judge had to try to determine... The who was correct in the legislature's wishes in defining the Coastal Act for the Coastal Commission and the State Vehicle Recreation Act for the State Parks.
0: Okay, so w- which would predominate? And uh, the, the uh, w- what was your impression as to why the judge decided that the uh, off-highway vehicle uh, recreation act prevailed?
1: So I think that the, the judge cited many of our attorney's arguments and it was very interesting to be in the courtroom in hearing the Coast Commission attorneys talk about that. They are not trying to reclassify a state park that's outside their purview. But yet that is exactly what they were doing in their vote. They were reclassifying two parks. First, the Oceana Dunes SVRA, which is just south of Pier Avenue, uh-huh. they were they were reclassifying that from an SVRA, which was state legislated, to basically a dune preserve. In other words, no vehicles, no cars, um, just a dune preserve, much like the Dune Preserve that is nearby there. Sure. So, that, and then to the north of Pier Avenue, they were then saying that we they would reclassify that to be an s c r a to allow for beach car camping between pier and grand, so in one vote they were reclassifying two state park beaches
0: and and what what was the vote on the coastal commission i mean was it a split vote or was it unanimous what How did that come out
1: right so that was a unanimous vote hmm. um and, and again, very politically motivated and driven. The coast Commissions made their intentions very clear. The whole hearing that took place was to discuss the merits of that public works plan that I mentioned. Sure. Uh, and they basically set that aside, had no discussion on it, and put forth a discussion and vote to close the park.
0: The judge seemed to hold that the... Um Way the coast, even the way the Coastal Act was set up. Uh, once there was a local coastal program that had been approved, and, and this county's local coastal program had been approved and certified by the Coastal Commission. I think since 1975, if I, if I'm reading the case right, um, that the Coastal Commission had no authority to make any changes in that. They could review it every five years to see if it was being implemented. But beyond that, uh, the judge uh, looked like she said that uh, uh, only the local county agency uh, could bring in a proposal for an amendment. And uh, the, the Coastal Com- Commission could recommend an amendment, but if the local authorities did not make that amendment, the the Coastal Commission could only the only remedy that she said they had was to go to the state legislature to ask the state legislature to make a change. Uh, it was Has the Coastal Commission done that?
1: So the Coastal Commission um, did exceed its authority. You are yeah. absolutely right. The judge is right. The LCP, the local coastal plan, was reviewed and approved and allows for um, off-road uh, recreation and camping at the beach and dunes and states that the dunes that are unvegetated are in previous coast commission documents that there's no major harm or uh, repercussions by allowing this recreation to take place mm-hmm. so then if you're right then the county either has to amend its lcp which will take time be very expensive there'll be numerous legal challenges from us and i'm sure other people or they have to go to state legislature to, to make it make a change i'm not aware that they're doing that uh, but they certainly can the coast commission just recently appealed this decision and so uh we will uh, be taking it to, to court again
0: okay and do you know if your attorneys have filed the responsive briefs yet or are those uh are those available down the line?
1: They will be available down the line. They have not been filed as okay. yet.
0: Well, folks, uh, if you've tuned in late, you're listening to a discussion with Jim Sooty here at Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Uh, Jim is the president of the Friends of the Oceano Dunes. And uh, Jim, how long have you been uh, recreating on the dunes?
1: So my family has been recreating out on the dunes for about 60 years, mm-hmm. and... So both my father and mother raced Jeeps there in the 60s. And so I grew up experiencing riding in Jeeps from underneath the Pismo Pier all the way down to Point Sal and, and what's known as Devil's Slide and everything in between. So in my lifetime, I've gone from 20 miles of coastline and over 18,000 acres to down to what is, you know, probably less than five miles and right now about 800 acres. Uh-huh.
0: Uh Are there any other off-highway vehicle parks in the state of California?
1: There are several uh, state vehicle recreation areas. This is the only beach in California that you can camp and recreate uh, in the sand and the dunes. Therefore, it is coastal dependent. We also enjoy other uh, state park and BLM off-road recreation areas within the state and adjoining states. In fact, I just just returned from a couple-week trip up into the Oregon dunes. Uh, enjoying the, the great uh, recreation up there.
0: Okay. And um, I know that there have been various uh, statements over the years and studies. Uh, uh, I, I believe that there's something like two and a half million people who come to the Oceano Dunes to uh, to hike, to uh, drive their off-highway vehicles, and to uh, camp on and near the beach. Is, is that... Uh, And that's per year. Is that in line with what uh, you've seen, or is it uh, greater or less now?
1: So it definitely ebbs and flows, but uh, it's been roughly uh, 2 million annual visitors. And we've gotten uh, a great support, you know, a recent victory. We had people who um, aren't necessarily off-roaders, but were thanking us because they take their, their families down there and Uh, Some have handicapped children, and it's much easier to take them via car down to the beach and the water's edge. Sure, had surfers that tell us thank you. We enjoy driving out to be there and have all our gear with us, and the fishermen and winter. I mean, it is truly a multi-use recreational facility.
0: Well, full disclosure: when I was a wee boy, uh, I remember going sixty-five miles an hour down the beach uh, in a. 1959 Lincoln premiere and uh, that puts up quite a spray as it goes through the water Um, (laughs) and and I recall in the late 50s or early 60s uh, uh, as again as an elementary school boy uh, walking in the dunes and having a uh, tricked out uh, Volkswagen dune buggy suddenly uh, roar over our heads as we were down in the hollow. Um, And uh, so I I know that that activity has been going on there for a long, long time. And uh, I I understood that there were several other lawsuits besides the one you just won uh, against the Coastal Commission that are pending. Can you tell us about any of those?
1: Sure, so there's one lawsuit that we're quite proud of. So Many of our lawsuits like this one, the Coastal Commission, are, are more defense, and we're reacting to something that's taken place, and we're working to defend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just filed a very large lawsuit, which is known as a quiet title, implied dedication lawsuit, mm-hmm. and this is something that the Coastal Commission has used themselves and many times, and even uh, has written about it in several of their books, um, so we... Basically, the way the quiet title, applied dedication uh, works is if there's private property owners that have land that is being used by the public for a five-year time period, and the owner is aware of it but doesn't try to stop it, doesn't really condone it, um, that an applied dedication um, can exist. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as you just mentioned, the recreation that's been going out there in the, the beach and the dunes is well-documented over 100 years. And so we have put forth a very large implied dedication lawsuit. Um, normally, an implied dedication is dealing with one parcel um, where the Coast Commissioner or somebody else might be arguing over an access trail or what have you.
0: Well, we're coming Our up lawsuit- on a hard break here, Jim. Can uh, we come back and talk about this after the break? Absolutely. All Stay tuned, folks.